Hackers, the modern day criminal. My name is Jack and I'm glued to a good cybercrime story. Just listen to some of these guys. I accidentally robbed the wrong bank the last time I was in Beirut. The first time you steal a billion dollars, it's a bit of a rush. After you've kind of done this so many times, it's almost expected. Want to hear the rest of their stories and other true stories from the dark side of the internet? Go listen to the podcast, Darknet Diaries. I like all the things natural around me, even though I am in a city. And uh, I would like to have all kind of animals, uh, everything around uh, in the ecosystem we are living in. Of course, there is a little bit of uh, learning and uh, practices you need. For example, uh, when the entire area, people are uh, putting fire to the grass. And when my plot is having water presence, it is a tendency that almost all type of snakes uh, come to this plot. We learned how to live with that. Even our, uh, we can detect our adopted dog from the road. When he, he barks, uh, we know there is a snake in front of him because he makes a sound uh, to reverberate uh, on the floor. So, like that, you know, you have to adapt to the ecosystem to live with it. But it is very enjoyable. Like, you need uh, more than 24 hours to finish, you know, observing things around this. So, that's that's the enjoyment part of it. So that's our guest, Neil Matthews, on what excites him to do the work he does. Hello and welcome to the Mission Chunya podcast and I am Girish Shivakumar, your host. As always, I am pretty excited to bring to you yet another story, yet another podcast episode. This time, it's an interesting story of an individual who has embraced sustainability and taken it to a next level. Hello Neil, welcome to the Mission Chunya podcast. Thank you, Girish. Can you give us a brief background for all the listeners? I am Neil Matthews. I am an enthusiast uh, in all kind of engineering work. Uh, started my conscious journey in the engineering field from the age of April when I made my first radio. And I, I was enthused by all uh, type of engineering, carpentry, masonry, blacksmith. So all my village experts in these respective areas were my gurus. I used to spend my whole after school time uh, sitting with them in their workshops. And over a period of time, uh, I realized uh, nature is the most crucial thing for us to live and the importance of it. I am from a village also, so I want to dedicate my life forward into that direction. Thanks, Neil. Uh, Thanks for this short story of your journey. As you know, the reason I got in touch with you is because I have known you for quite some time and uh, your work in the sustainability space has really caught everyone's attention and you including mine. And uh, for you, sustainability is a choice and it's a lifestyle. So how did you start thinking about uh, living a sustainable life? Basically, uh, I used to think uh, telling about sustainability or Spreading a message in the internet, email, and uh, uh, in the friendly talks, even speeches, that's all very easy, actually. 
the biggest thing is practicing it so if you look at ourselves consciously i i think the very first thing is uh, taming ourselves is very difficult then telling our uh, wife uh, or husband and children uh, that immediate family members and converting them uh, i think after that it will happen automatically but what people try to do is by uh, talking and messaging and uh, writing speaking uh, we are trying to make everybody follow which doesn't happen i i learned this uh, at a quite young age so i believe in converting individual the me first and showing as a model it is important to note that how neil emphasizes on the need to be the change one wants to see he doesn't want to be seen as an advocate of a certain type of lifestyle but rather practice whatever he believes in so how did he get started in implementing sustainable practices while building a house i am a electronics engineer by profession in 2001 i was blessed to purchase a small piece of land and build a house we had no fans and there was only one uh, exhaust fan which used to suck the air hot air from the house through the staircase i mean staircase acted as a like basically a chimney and that's how the first experiment started and we lived in that house for 10 years we also made a rainwater harvesting well basically it was directly recharging the groundwater and my very surprising and sad experience there was like when i built that house i was a single uh, that was a single house in that locality and when the, whenever rain came that water flooded into in the well we could go and just uh, take water with hand no need of a bucket itself but later uh, suddenly so many other houses came around and each house uh, dug one one borewell each what happened is this uh, well water stopped uh, coming up and um, after about uh, one or two years i thought of uh, like you know dig- digging a little bit extra and me and one helper uh, went down into the well to see where the water is then when we stepped into the sand you know the sand started going uh, like a soft uh, marshy land inside and we caught on the rope and we both came up so i understood the sand as uh, loosened so that later uh, when i studied it is nothing but uh, the phenomenon called uh, soil piping so soil piping is that when people suck too much of water from the underground water bodies earth kind of becomes over thirsty because whatever we are sucking is 50 year old or 100 sometimes 1000 year old uh, water which has gone from the rain so what happens is uh, from the uh, surface of earth and we have covered with uh, various cladding tiles and so on during rain some point somewhere uh, water will find out a path into the water stream so in this case this well has like found a way of pumping water into the underground water so when the water flows very fast it will retain the sand which is heavier part there but the mud which is the sticky part will dissolve in water which you see rain water flowing on the ground you will see the red color that's because of the mud so once that mud is gone the sand is not having any sticking power so that's when when me and the assistant went down that started giving up and we got started going down the ground 
and in kerala recently after soon the flood and rain you might have heard or read or experienced that many roads went down that is nothing but the same phenomenon because people cut lot of trees to make roads and the trees uh, uh, root and uh, base part is still remaining in the earth and we will construct road but as uh, termites and all will degrade that tree balance portions and that will be a hollow hole actually the roots will be reaching some of the water stream slowly some rain water will find a path through those holes to the uh, water bodies and eventually that will become more and more sand shape and uh, at one day it will collapse and it may be very like you know big large sand pile which will collapse at 10 feet 20 feet the road dips uh, and in a bangalore like city where uh, more than 4 lakh registered four uh, wells and uh, something like 8 uh, to 10 times unregistered we can expect are there in so many flats are there you think you know if the soil piping suddenly start appearing what could be the many flats may tilt so uh, so so actually you know that's a big realization i went around every house told them please do rainwater harvesting hardly only one house i still remember in that layout as done rainwater storage and using it oh, nobody else listened but the people kept on digging borehole that was the first house with which uh, you know i got the intense feeling of uh, how badly the nature is being treated that's in 2001 at this point i would like to highlight the fact that bengaluru is one of the most water stressed cities in the world today the taps in the city are expected to dry up pretty soon if adequate water conservation measures are not taken one of the main reasons for this water stress is because of the increased bore wells that have gone underground bore wells have gone up to pump water to the high rises that have come up in the city in the last couple of decades so neil in fact anticipated this problem nearly two decades back when he first saw that his borewell was running dry or rather his well was running dry and the kerala floods that he mentions happened recently where heavy rains caused severe destruction which led to roads caving in at different parts of the indian state of kerala so 15 years after he first saw that his well was running dry Neil actually was fortunate enough to start building a second house in the city. So how did Neil prepare for that? So I had uh, repeatedly uh, used to make notes all this uh, 13 years uh, or so. So based on those notes this uh, new house which was uh, designed and this house is uh, built and we are staying here since 2015. So what are the best water conservation practices that he has incorporated So this house uh, has rainwater harvesting of about um, about 65 70000 liter water is stored there's underground storage of about uh, 50 60000 liter then uh, uh, compound walls are also uh, water tank probably first in the world uh, which has uh, about 16000 liter rainwater stored in the compound wall tank uh, and we are actually growing fish in that yes you heard it right bottles as compound walls i once again remind you to check the social media pages of mission chunia for the links to the photograph of his house so how did neil decide on using bottles for compound walls bottles are one strong uh, engineering structure what we create but uh, the it's a strength is only used for 
porting that liquid or the material which is contained by that but after that glass bottles are crushed and uh, remade or plastic bottles are destroyed and reused sometimes piled in the dump yards so um, i choose this uh, those days uh, nandini or the milk supply uh, companies have flavored milk bottles plenty it will be lying near every bunk shop so i collected that started collecting that then um, i collect, uh, i contacted some of this uh, rack pickers and uh, Uh, whatever they get 60 75 for that uh, i used to pay two piece or so and i took it and washed and uh, stick them together with uh, multiple things and finally i arrived that silicone gum sticks them well and so i made a 9 into 7 matrix 11 uh, brick uh, which is joined uh, together and formed the compound wall then it is topped with uh, the bro- broken granite pieces uh, Hackers, the modern-day criminal. My name is Jack, and I'm glued to a good cybercrime story. Just listen to some of these guys. I accidentally robbed the wrong bank the last time I was in Beirut. The first time you steal a billion dollars, it's a bit of a rush. After you've kind of done this so many times, it's almost expected. Want to hear the rest of their stories and other true stories from the dark side of the internet? Go listen to the podcast Darknet Diaries. Side and the sender is sender to show that. in that uh, we put water and uh, some algae so that uh, that becomes a water uh, area for the squirrels and birds uh, etc and the algae prevents algae prevents the water evaporation talking of uh, water i believe your house is uh, a water neutral residence actually i am having plenty of water because actually my house uh, there is no fan in this house also we have underground uh, air tanks which uh, takes the air into the house and uh, those air tanks are not uh, done with waterproofing so it's only 6 or 7 feet below and um, every day actually i get nearly 200 300 liter water from those tanks because the water level in my plot is quite high the groundwater level is so high that you know i get 200 300 liter water from the air tank where i don't expect any water that is that is a proof that the uh, we can by doing recharging we can bring up the water level neil's house is not only water positive it is also energy positive so how has he managed to get there so um, first is like uh, there is a large window towards the south side uh, that which is uh, about uh, Nine feet into ten feet or so, um, that gives uh, like good light into the house in the ground floor, which is the living floor, you can say. Uh, but if anybody is doing this, I have a suggestion: please tilt the glass little bit towards uh, the ground. So somebody can contact me. I can advise. Basically, because I found if the sky is reflected, poor birds sometimes. tend to come and fight with or sometimes come and hit the glass mm. so i put a curtain and avoid uh, them coming towards that but uh, we, because of that window the entire ground floor is well lit throughout the day so actually morning 6 630 to evening 6 630 we don't need any light inside any part of the house so that is one thing second thing is uh, <clears throat> there are solar panels on the roof which uh, 
gives a shadow to the house so it is umbrella and uh, it gives electricity plus the parapet walls are made with holes so that uh, there is cross ventilation on the terrace <coughs> so altogether there is there are no fans and now everybody will ask whether we feel heat any time so in the in the uh, april last two weeks and may first week uh, probably we will feel when actually uh, there is no air movement you can see all the leaves of plants will be still during that time we get a little uh, feel of uh, temperature but otherwise the house is always pleasant and people enjoy living in it there is no electric chimney as well so there is no noise and uh, even the kitchen uh, space looks more spacious the other aspect that you really taken into consideration is spacing um but at this point i also would like to remind that uh, agriculture or rather gr- growing plants has also been a key factor that you considered for example there is a garden uh, in the entrance and also there is a garden in the terrace so i think that adds to the entire ecosystem right mm, one thing uh, uh, just uh, i want to especially mention people will say that the site is big so uh, you can do that but actually the, uh, that's also like you know by blessing i believe it has come to me but um, the house uh, design is uh, basically in 25 feet into 35 feet that means uh, more most popular building construction sites in cities are 30 feet into 40 feet so this house design as such it can be copied and put into anybody want to design in a normal plot size and uh, uh, there in, within that space itself uh, i want to show that we can grow plants that's why i grew plants even in the terrace uh, we even tried a vertical garden that is a very interesting aspect that you are bringing so the vertical gardens are, are really gaining popularity recently in recent times neil house is just one part of your sustainable livelihood uh, sustainable living if i would like to say the other key aspect is even your mobility is very sustainable so you drive an electric car if i'm right yes so how did that happen i have i am driving electric car since 2011 when i joined the mahindra reva that time reva was just acquired by mahindra and i found uh, the electric car is so much comfortable to drive and uh, you feel very homely when you uh, enter to that and just drive on so then we sold our diesel car and uh, uh, soon the e2o was out we bought that also so we are totally electric to, like uh, charging is also mostly happening in home because i have surplus uh, electricity from my roof uh, from that the charging happens the balance whatever i am exporting i am getting money from the government and uh, occasionally if i need a little long drive i rent a car there are plenty of rental Uh, car models coming up so uh, the thing is uh, being a complete uh, sense means like you no know, i am actually showing the a model to my uh, children their friends uh, their schools colleges and to the society that way i am leading a silent revolution With that being knowing that is a big happiness Did you recognize the pride in Neil's voice when he says that he wants to be a model for his children? Also, you wouldn't have missed the point when Neil mentions about renting a car for the occasional long drives. 
As a regular listener of the Mission Chunia podcast, you would probably remember that I have mentioned this point a few times in the previous episodes. The total cost of ownership of an electric car is low and it fits the bill for your use 95% of the time. For the remaining time you can use a rented car just like how Neil does. Range is not a problem. Period. Now on asking about his first tip for anyone to get started. This is what he had to say. The very first thing is being eco-friendly is just actually speaking it is going back to the nature i mean whatever i would not say that we are going back into the level of uh, um, life of uh, living inside the forest or something but certainly something uh, about 50 to 80 years back where the family was very strong and we had a lot of care for uh, everything like uh, i remember my grandfather or my father will never leave the table if i am having some rice left in my plate until i finish so they taught that you cannot even waste one grain so that is the level they taught and they considered it is precious okay so that is the first realization which starts the eco life and same thing now next level if you see you uh, i have um, some uh, five or 10 shirts but actually if that some loud sh- shirts and pants if it comes back after uh, washing and ironing certainly i am going to wear that only so beyond that whatever is very less used give it to somebody so that you will save space and you can uh, enjoy that space and you can enjoy seeing somebody else being happy so slowly we realize you know by being nature is you know being just like nature nature is not giving anything for uh, getting anything returned from us it is totally want uh, we not to hurt it but uh, it keep on giving so just slowly adopt that principles we will enjoy doing that and we will see like now in front of my house there are squirrels and birds fighting for some water area and uh, seeing that uh, you know uh, we can see the language one says this is mine this is mine and just uh, simply watching that itself is big enjoyment that is wonderful neil uh, so give more to receive more is a wonderful message that you have conveyed i've had the pleasure of interacting with you and uh, getting to know more about how you started with sustainability and others so on a final note if someone would like to get in touch with you know more about it and um, get to know how to start implementing this practices at work at residences how do they reach you one thing is i have because my life is lab so i named it lifeislab.com is a sub- site i started a thought of sharing um, my experiences then i can give my mail id and uh, if required somebody can contact me over phone and uh, if further required somebody can visit my house almost 2500 people visited uh, every sunday afternoon i used to leave some time for visitors so these are all possibilities but please plan because i also lose lot of time uh, with uh, visitors uh, like that but i certainly want everybody to copy and grow bigger than me in this area so that i can learn from them that is a wonderful initiative uh, deal i will definitely share the link to your site and also connect you uh, with people on through your email id i will do that on the show notes section so that people can write you an email and uh, get to know more from you so neil 
thanks for taking time thanks for taking time to share your views about sustainability and your experience and journey in this space thank you again thank you very much girish it is really good initiative you are doing in this area and that brings to end yet another episode of the mission junior podcast i hope you enjoyed the story as much as i did recording the interview with neil matthews if you want to know more about neil you can reach out to him directly on his website or you can write to me at missionchunya@gmail.com i'll make the personal connection for you the listener neil is always welcome to share tips and probably give you more inputs on building a sustainable house or adopting sustainability practices in your regular lifestyle and if you know someone like neil who's also a passionate enthusiast in the space and who has some interesting story to share do let me know you can reach out to me on the social media pages of mission chunya go by the handle at mission chunya you can also drop the contact details on the website missionchunya.com/contact and the other best thing that you can do is to share the podcast to a friend or colleague it helps spread the word and it ensures it reaches a wider audience thanks to everyone who's left the podcast a rating on itunes apple podcast spotify stitcher and other platforms it's definitely got more downloads in the recent weeks and i hope the message has reached a wider audience so until next time signing off this is mission chunya towards a zero carbon economy hackers the modern day criminal my name is jack and i'm glued to a good cybercrime story just listen to some of these guys i accidentally robbed the wrong bank the last time i was in beirut The first time you steal a billion dollars it's a bit of a rush after you've kind of done this so many times it's almost expected want to hear the rest of their stories and other true stories from the dark side of the internet go listen to the podcast Darknet Diaries